0: Kaboom. Greetings and welcome to Making Sales Social Live. My name is Bob Woods. I am the LinkedIn Sherpa and I'm joined by the LinkedIn Whisperer. Hello. Hello. Hey, Bob. How are you doing, friend? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Welcome to Making Sales Social Live as we share LinkedIn and social selling training, strategies, and tips that will have an immediate impact on your business. Join Bill McCormick, Brent Tillman, and me, Bob Woods, every week, Making Sales Social Live. This is the recorded version of our weekly Making Sales Social Live show. So um, in this show, and quite frankly, with what we do in our normal business, we talk a lot about LinkedIn and how to use it and mm-hmm. social selling strategies to start sales conversations. Usually though, people ask, well, You know, what happens when you've booked that first conversation? Well, we got your back. Today, we're going to start by discussing the process where you ask for the call with your prospect. Now, of course, this all starts out on LinkedIn, but then we treat the actual call a little differently. It's not really a traditional discovery call, and it's certainly not a sales pitch. Mm -hmm. Instead, we have what we call insights calls. This is where you're going to be offering insights on your prospect solution, which gets on your prospect situation, I should say, which gets to one of my favorite quotes that we use around here. Stop talking about how you help people and just help people. Mm. And then the close is, of course, you're going to ask for that actual sales call. So that's the proverbial 30,000 foot view of all this. Let's get mm-hmm. into the uh, nitty gritty of it now, Bren.
1: I love this. So, so let's, as you said, let's start with talking about how we're setting up calls. Most of the calls that we are setting up on LinkedIn are not people that raise their hand and say that and said to you, "Tell me all about your stuff." Right? Often mm-hmm. it's around networking, engaging you connected, uh, maybe through a shared connection or through engagement. And so the first call we like to offer is an insights call. A lot of people will say, "Hey, let's network, let's get on uh, and talk about how we can help one another. And that's fine. But that does not lead to business as much as an insights call might. So, based on how you've developed this relationship, so let's say you've engaged on content together, and you've had a couple of exchanges where you've shared additional content. and now, you learn a little bit about what matters to them. And maybe you even shared your own checklist or ebook or content that is valuable to them that's leading to your solution. At this point, you might say, hey, if you're finding value in this, I'm happy to share additional insights specific to your situation. Even if we never work together, I believe 15 minutes will bring you great value. Mm -hmm. And when we establish a call like that, recognize it's not that we said, hey, let's get on a call so I can do discovery on you. I can learn about your needs and sell you. We have to respect how we've actually established this phone call, which is I'm going to bring you value. Okay. So that's number one. And we have to make sure that we bring that value, bring more value. We actually, I'm going to back up for one second one of the things that we talk about is mastering the ask offer so the ask offer ratio this is i ask you for your time in exchange for content for value we have to make sure that we're mastering that every time if we get on a call right now and we talk about what we do immediately right so B- bob said Uh, very clearly at the very beginning, stop telling people how you can help them and help them. So if you start by saying this is how we help people, it's a pitch too early and you lose that ask offer ratio. You lose in that game. There's neutral where I don't bring a whole lot of value. And then there's when we master that, we're creating compelling moments that get them to want to take another step. So that in mind, I, and Bob, thanks for letting me rant on this because I love this subject.
0: It's a great subject, and it's one that we that we don't talk enough about, I think, because we're so concentrated on getting a call. It's like now we gotta talk about what happens when you actually get the dang call.
1: Right, right. So that's so I love that. So now we, we get on this call, they're interested because we brought them enough value. We mastered the first level of the ask offer ratio where they say, Hey. I got so much value from my online exchange that it's worth taking this offline. Or I say offline, but now all the calls are Zoom, which are still online. But you take it from LinkedIn to person to person. So now we get on a call. And the very first thing I think that's important to do is we establish what matters to them. Right. So the first thing is, Bob, when you accepted this call and when you or when you scheduled this call that happens to be. Was there anything specific you were hoping you were going to gain from today or you were going to walk away with? And we've got to ask that question because if we're not asking that question, we are potentially missing opportunities. Occasionally someone will say, you know, I'm really interested in what you do. We're currently shopping this. You had great timing. We're And we need to know that early on. So if we don't ask them their agenda, And we just hop into our agenda, we can miss a lot. So I want to make sure that that's the first thing that we we ask. And by the way, I say that's the first thing. There's some rapport building up front as well. So, you know, maybe you noticed what school they went to, or you had something in common, or you refer back to content that you've exchanged already. Then you ask what, you know, what their agenda is. And nine times out of 10, I just made that stat up. Most of the time, <laughs> they're going to say, Oh, no, you know, I'm just getting on a call with you, right? I'm, I'm you know, just hopping on a call. You mm-hmm. asked to talk. I found a lot of interesting things in what you were discussing. So now I'm going to go into my promise. And my promise is, this is a call that i'm going to bring you value even if we never work together that you're going to walk away today with implementable insights tactics strategies that get you thinking differently about your current situation even if you never talked to me again it was worth your time right absolutely yeah so now i have to deliver on that promise Mm -hmm. so i'll say hey bob I know I promised to bring you some really great insights around, in our case, LinkedIn and social selling and whatever it is that you do, that's what you're doing, right? So, you know, before I kind of go into some tips or strategies, is it okay if I ask you a couple of questions so that when I do give you these insights, they're specific to your situation and they can really be implemented? Sound good? Very good. So now this is the formula. I ask a question. I get an answer, I provide an insight. I ask a question, I get an answer, I provide an insight. Most of the time, your insights are very similar. Rarely is it ever going to go off the charts in something that you wouldn't know how to provide insights based on an answer that someone might give you. So based on that, we do that two to three times. And once we've provided value, now we need to bridge it from this insights call to moving it into a potential prospecting call, if you've uncovered through the question and answer insight that there is an opportunity here. And if you think, boy, I really could help this person, we need to bridge it without them feeling like it was a bait and switch. So I'm gonna recap and I'm gonna say, so here are the, here are the three insights, the three strategies, tactics, things that you're gonna go do. They have homework now, right? And And they're grateful because you gave them such value. And then you say, you know, Bob, this, this reminds me a lot of a client that I worked with a few months back. And I have three or four case stories in my pocket that almost always fit someone that I'm talking to. So I'll say, hey, Bob, I have, you know, this reminds me a lot of a client I worked with a few months back. Would it be okay if I share that uh, that story with, you? and you get permission to share a case story. Yep. So I talk about this was their challenge. Sounds a lot like Bob's challenge, right? These, this is the, these were the things that were getting in the way. This is how we helped them. And then at the end of that, we can go in a couple of directions. But the way I typically go is, you know, by any chance, would you like to explore how we might be able to help you the same way we were that other client? And if they are, now we can, need, we can schedule a sales call and they, you've got their permission. The whole thing is permission-based, by the way. So what are your thoughts around that?
0: Yeah. So w- one of the big reasons why I like this so much actually speaks to who you are during this call and sure. especially the the feelings that you're hopefully bringing to the person to whom you're speaking while you're doing it. Because while you're doing all this stuff, A, you're showing that you care because you do care. Yeah. You're being genuine and authentic. You're not pitching anyone, which anyone who gets on these calls is going to expect to be pitched. It's just the way it is now. So by doing this, you're already standing out from the crowd because you're not pitching. You're also bringing tremendous value that is very specific to their situation, which which they're, they're going to think so much more of you because mm-hmm. of that. You're also, as Bryn said, you're also starting to get them thinking a little bit differently about their situation. It's been my experience that when you get people thinking differently about their situation that's when that they are open to potentially changing something potentially adding something whatever it is you do mm-hmm. so that they will be more apt to listen to you and, and what you're saying even though it's out of what they're doing right now Love I think that. that that's very important too and then the other thing is just from a personal branding standpoint you are obviously building yourself at that point as the subject matter expert mm-hmm. as the thought leader you know whatever you you want to label yourself in that point because quite frankly you know you are yeah. the subject matter expert so just demonstrating that and demonstrating to the person on this call that you know what you're talking about only helps you out and you know as opposed to the typical discovery call or dreaded sales pitch call mm-hmm. someone is gonna come out of this looking at you like the expert and hopefully somebody that they need to work with because you have all these insights and you know what you're talking about.
1: Love that. And what do we have here? Steve Farber create compelling moments. That's it, man. That's, That's what it. we need to do in so yep. many places on LinkedIn. We need yep. to convert workers into engagers. Compelling yep. moments when it means that they, you know, they take the next step, they like something, they accept your connection requests. And in this case, when you create a compelling moment, even in a conversation, wherever it is, you're moving it forward, you know? And so, yep, great, great
0: thought. And and during that conversation, the, the, those compelling moments, I think are gonna have the most impact as well, because it's a one-to-one conversation, whether it's Zoom, whether it's, you know, whatever, hopefully you're looking at them one-to-one and just creating, just having those compelling moments communicated to them personally is, is, is basically like a mic drop.
1: So Stephen asks, what if you don't have case studies? And that is a great question. So the first That's thing true. I would say, let's say, I don't think that uh, in this case, but many cases, you're a new sales rep at a company and you haven't sold anything yet, or you're new into an organization, uh, whatever it may be completely new into an industry. Case studies don't have to be necessarily what you did with a client. It's what, it could be other people inside the company. It's the solution itself. So mm-hmm. finding case stories around the solution doesn't necessarily mean that you created that success story, but the product or service as that success story. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be anyone else that's delivering what you're delivering, that you're that's sold what you're selling, find their case stories. And you Mm -hmm. can use the word we as a company or, you know, we've done this. So um, works really, really well.
0: And actually, if you're in a company and you're just starting and there are other salespeople there, like whenever I started at a company as a salesperson, one of the first things I always requested was to either talk with other salespeople or actually go out on calls or whatever with other salespeople to pick up those stories in a natural way, because Hopefully they're going to be telling stories. You can then incorporate that into your own um, words in your own way without having to, uh, you know, read through boring case studies or whatever.
1: I love that. And, you know, the other thing in today's world, similar to what you're saying, is we can interview them on Zoom and just have it recorded.
0: Absolutely. That's a great great point. Yep.
1: So Eddie says, I would also make sure to send them something helpful in writing, like a report or a checklist or a blog post. So we are big fans of continuing to send value for sure. The other thing is you want to make sure that if there is an opportunity there and they're open, that you're scheduling the next step. So in this case, you know, he said this cements your positioning and helps attract them even more and wanting to meet again. A hundred percent agree. It solidifies. I would do my best in that call to set up the next call for sure.
0: Yep. So. Yeah, so Gunner said, oh, do we have it up there? Hey, it's, it's, I think that's the first time I've ever done that here. Woo-hoo! Your process helped create equal business stature of being perceived as a salesperson. That's exactly what I was talking about before in terms of becoming that that thought leader. When, when you're a thought leader, you're no longer a salesperson, and that's huge. Meredith, I think she was referring to a point earlier when it came to uh, creating yes. stories or working for a startup. So when you're working for a startup, you're probably still talking with people who are maybe beta testing your product or interacting with, with it or something like that. You can even take those stories and use those. You don't have to necessarily be starting or have a product ready to go. So I do think that you can tell stories with startups as well.
1: Yeah. And you know, when, when I first started um, in the very beginning, I did free work. I mean, this is nine years ago. I would do free workshops at Chambers of Commerce and I'd, you know, and so I could get stories under my belt initially. Now, I'm not saying give it all away for free, but if you can help a few people, even I had a couple of barter relationships in the very beginning. So I was able to create stories even before I had a paid client. And so that was helpful too.
0: And then JB said really quick, he got a call during this where we have a replay. I'm going to get into exactly how all that works in just a second. But JB, I just wanted to let you know that that was coming essentially and that we did see this. Yeah, so obviously you're on LinkedIn Live with us right now. If you are with us live right now, we do this every week, so keep an eye out for our live sessions. And if you're listening to us on our podcast, or in JB's case, if you want to like go and listen to this again, we invite you to um, to hit the like or subscribe button if you're listening to us as a podcast. If you're listening to us live but you want to hear us as a podcast, just go to socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. And of course, if you're listening to us on on a podcast already, just be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button. And if you could uh, drop a like or a rating, we would uh, we would definitely appreciate that as well.
1: Another fun one, Bob.
0: Yeah, another great one. I love it. Absolutely love it. So um, when you are out and about, let's try this again, Bryn, at the same time. When Ooh. you're out and about, yeah. make, make sure, sure that...
1: You're making making your sales social.
0: Social. We're getting better, everybody. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.